0: This is the Changemaker Forum Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode number three of the Changemaker Forum Podcast. My name is Jeremy Brown, founder of Startups Give Back, and your host for today's episode. I'm really excited to have Peter Burns, CEO of Funraise Up, join me for this episode, Fundraise Up is bringing a ton of innovation in the donation technology space. If you've ever used a donation technology such as PayPal, they're not as sophisticated as many technological advances that we've come to use um, and love today. But Fundraise Up is bringing a level of sophistication and capabilities to that space that, frankly, hasn't been there before. And I'm really excited to talk with Peter about how the company Fundraise Up got started, what inspired it, some of the lessons that he's learned uh since, you know, building the company and scaling it. So this is going to be a good episode. So buckle up, sit back and enjoy the episode. Peter, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Jeremy. It's nice to be here.
0: Absolutely. Um, so let's take a step back and before we get into talking about fundraise up and what it is and how it works, let's go back in time, uh, pre fundraise up. Can you talk a little bit about your background and, you know, what inspired you to create fundraise up?
1: Sure. So, um, I've had a graphic design firm here in Brooklyn for um, 20 years. And during that time, I, uh, met this awesome programmer and, uh, Anybody who works with programmers knows that when you meet an awesome programmer, you don't let them go. And uh, so we worked together for about 15 years. And uh, one day I called him up. I had this idea for a pay it forward platform. uh, It was kind of a passion project and uh, I convinced him it was a good idea (laughs) and he fell for it. And uh, so we built a uh, pay it forward platform called boomerang.life. And in doing so, Uh, we learned a lot about the psychology of why people give with nothing in return. And uh, the truth is they don't, they give, they give, but with something in return, it makes it not as tangible. So there's always there needs to be a return on uh, what people, uh, why they give. And uh, we typically, what we discovered was that uh, it needed to be um, easy because, not because people are lazy, but because they get distracted. You know, Mm -hmm. it has to be something they can complete quickly. They need to be acknowledged and they need to feel like they have an impact. So we took that, we had that knowledge. And we're both pretty much online donors or digital donors, we call it. Uh, And uh, I had an experience uh, (laughs) trying to donate one time and we got into a conversation about it and looked into it and realized there's a, there's a massive, massive need, and it's ubiquitous in the space, around online donations. So we started uh, development. Uh, we took all the resources from our other team and uh, put them to work and for a, over a year and uh, set out to build the absolute best possible donor experience. And that's how it all came through, so, um, trying to donate ourselves, actually.
0: You know, I was watching a video uh, earlier, actually, earlier today. Um, no, actually, you know, when you were going through your equity crowdfunding raise um, on Cedar Trust, mm-hmm. uh, you yeah. talk, told a story about, I think it was a hurricane sure. in
1: New York, I believe it was.
0: Yeah. Can you explain? Yeah, spend... hur-
1: sure. Yeah. So Hurricane Sandy hit New York. And um, it's kind of funny because I had filled up my car with gas, not because. I had any kind of survival instinct at all. It's simply sheer coincidence it was empty. I filled it. The next day, Hurricane Sandy hit, and, um, you know, I live in Brooklyn. And then I heard on the radio and everywhere else how, you know, the Rockaways were just devastated and, you know, big chunks of New York with no electricity and people are, I mean, it was October and uh, we needed, you know, people needed help. So I spent three days just trying to find some place to let people know, hey, I have a car. You know, Um, and finally I got the word out to enough people that no organization started, but people started saying, well, I'll, you know, I got blankets and stuff like that. So a friend of mine, my neighbor who lived upstairs, she and I just got in the car and said, well, we'll just drive out there. Kind of naive, actually, because Mm -hmm. there's like power outages and live cables on the ground and everything like that. And uh, we went out the first night with uh, a bunch of clothes and everything like that and uh we're shocked actually it it was like like something you would see in a, a major national disaster in the third world or something i was i was astonished we came back the next night told people like what we saw and then it got i got inundated then with people trying to give me stuff i mean it was crazy to the point that we made several trips had so much stuff. I had pasta boxes on, on my dashboard. And it was like, people would want to come help. I'm like, no, your body takes up too much space. I need that for supplies. And honestly, God, this was not my intention at all. I like, I've got a business around. I was like, I don't have time to do this. But at the same time, I just couldn't not do it. Um, it mushroomed into FEMA actually coming up to me and asking me, like who I was with, because one of the people I worked with, in my building catered 125 hot meals. The pizza place gave me like 40 uh, pizzas to bring out there. I mean, it was and then people started giving me gas, and somebody loaned me a van, and then somebody, the, the Ray Moore Flanagan in Boston, sent a truck full of stuff down, and we, it really became a, a thing. During that time, again, I realized that what was going on. Well, people wanted to contribute. They wanted to feel that like they're going to make an impact. They knew if they handed their pasta to Peter, he'd get it to the people. I had a client who um, she couldn't, you know, participate in that way, but she gave me $1,000, which let allowed me to go. And it was very hard to find candles, but I went to a botanica, and I bought out like $1,000 worth of candles. I'm no doubt still their favorite customer. <laughs> and, you know, brought out all these candles. To these people who are trying to clean up at four o'clock in the afternoon, it's completely dark. So um that whole experience made me realize that, again, it reinforced the why people give, when they give. And you have to ask the right amount, the right time, and everything like that. And people want to do it. I believe deeply that it's in our DNA, that we would not have survived as a species were this not part of who we are as being a human being. Um And the... And I think there's a need to do it. We need to do that. It makes us feel connected to our fellow human beings, but there's the, the facilitation of that is greatly lacking. That's why we built the pay it forward because there's no, like how do you pay it forward? Well, it's infinitely more complicated than it sounds simple concept, difficult to execute on. And it's the same thing with online donations. It's like, it should be simple, right? It should be. Um, but in order for anything to be simple, it's very complex. And you know, uh, my favorite uh quote is Mark Twain said I would have written you a short letter but I didn't have time so I wrote you a long one. <laughs> you know so the more simple and elegant and easy things are the harder it is to have gotten there and the more the different cases you've had to figure out how you're going to handle this how you're going to handle that. You know uh, yeah so that's kind of the background kind of all accumulated <laughs> this is kind of the universe pushing us towards doing this ultimately it seemed Right. I
0: I feel like when it comes to starting anything, really, and you look back at that timeline, there's always a bunch of different uh, things that happen in one's life that, you know, when it comes to like a crescendo, all of a sudden, it's like, boom, product or business, right? Absolutely.
1: Um, the, the, Absolutely.
0: the, The pay it forward product, what happened with that? Is that still in existence or, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's still in existence, but um, you know it takes a lot of money to support it, and um, it's it doesn't have a monetization model with it right now. So I mean, it's there, it exists, and we will return. It is my intention that as we you know become a profitable startup ourselves, that that will be a you know that that passion project will continue.
0: And where where can people find that? What's the URL?
1: It's boomerang dot life. Boomerang dot life. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. I'll go check that out. Yeah. myself. Okay. Great. Right.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh, one question that I like to ask every social entrepreneur that I interview um, is sure. this one. Uh, what is one problem, you know, as it relates to your own experiences and what you're doing with Fundraise Up that you believe is worth solving in the world
1: and why? Uh, there's so many, but I, one that comes to my mind is uh clean and accessible water. I mean, it's just so basic, so primary, and the lack of it kills so many children every every day. And, uh, I mean, it's something that we can solve. That it, it, we have the technology to do it, and uh, we just need the will and the resources to do it, and I, I think we should. Um, in fact, one of our... Um, more not just one, but one in particular of our customers does exactly that. Um, they do a great job at it. They're called the neverthirstwater.org. Um, uh, you know, they go to Cambodia and India and they drill wells at well kids' schools so kids have clean water when they go to school and they can wash their hands and they can drink. And I don't know, it's for me, it's very heartbreaking to see you know, a kid looking, holding up a you know, a bottle of water, looking super happy, like, "Wow, look, I've got clean water." You know, it's like that—that that shouldn't be right. Something I mean, we're glad take. they have the clean water, but that shouldn't be what makes them so happy.
0: Exactly, it's something that we take for granted, all the time. Don't even think about. Right. It don't even think about it. Yeah. Um, besides that organization, are there any other uh, organizations that are focused on clean water that are using fundraiser.
1: Uh well, one organization that's using does clean water is not using Fundraise up yet. Anyway, it's Charity Water, and they're awesome. Right. Um, I mean, there are there are so many out there. Um, African Enterprise, I know they do. Uh, African Enterprise is a customer of ours. They they also help with clean water in Africa. Uh, yeah.
0: It's good to see so many organizations tackling that problem because it's it's a big problem.
1: It is, and it's solvable. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's like they they can make an impact and, and have it be a real impact. I mean, there's so many other things too. I'm very into uh, sustainable energy, you know, cheap, sustainable energy, mm-hmm. you know, off the grid energy for, you know, it'd be awesome.
0: Yep, I agree. Um, so let's talk about Fundraise Up now. Um, so can you explain what it is exactly um, and how it works?
1: Sure. So, Fundraise Up is a smart donation solution. You know, it's a little widget that lives on the uh, nonprofit site and allows the donors to pay any way they like without redirecting them to other sites or asking them a million questions. Uh, Why is that important? It's important because just like when – if you and I are having a conversation and you – you enrolled me and I'm like, you know what, Jeremy, I want to help you out. You know, you know, here's $50 for your, you know, your cause. And you're like, oh, great. Can you go down the hall and and then out the door to that next building? And on the second floor, can you give it to look for some guy named Joe and give him the money? Eh. (laughs) Great experience for me. Uh, And similarly, um, if, you know, someone's asking me for, you know, somebody on the street asking for a dollar and I'm going to give them $10, and I feel like, oh, I'm like, patting myself on the back. I'm such a good person. Give $10, you only ask for one. And then his response is, can I have uh, five ones, four fours, four singles, four quarters? And by the way, where do you live? It changes the experience for me <laughs> as a giver, right? So we want our goal to set out to have that experience be good, as good as it was when I first wanted to give you the money, it should be that way when I have completed giving you the uh, I had an experience that really drove this home for me. Um, I had done a, uh, I, it's a national um, organization. I don't want to name their name, but I actually did their walk for them one year. And then the one year I did it and a friend of mine said, can you sponsor me? It's a course. So I went on their website to sponsor her, you know, $50. I felt this lengthy form, which was really kind of annoying. I get it in and hit submit and said, it, I, there was something that, I did or didn't do they didn't like. All right, so I go and look, and it it took away all the information, all the credit card information, everything. So I had to do it again, four times. I did it four times. Now I'm like really, really not happy. Like I just want to go get the ATM, give her the cash, and be done with it. And what's sad about that is this: is that to this day, like I, of course, I support that organization, but like if you said to me, Hey, Pete, can you go on and donate online? I feel a visceral, like gut kind of like, no, I don't want to do it. Like, I'd rather give you the cash, you know? Um, so that's really important because I think sometimes, uh, people, it's funny. We think sometimes our customers or clients are somehow different than we are. Right. It's like, Oh, our donors, they don't, they don't do that. They don't like that. Um, It's like, actually, your donors are just like you. (laughs) They want things to be easy and fast and accessible. They want to be able to use their trusted payment options, you know, just like you do, you know, Um, you don't want a mediocre process. You don't want a a not a good process.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. Um, I can't tell you how many times I've come across forms and, and just archaic donation technology and the experience is terrible and I think you know this uh, as well as I do you know when you and I had first connected uh, was months back and I was raving about the the you know the UI and the UX of fundraise up it's because I've gone through that process and every technology that I've used it, it seems so archaic and in a world where Apple and Google and Airbnb and all these technology companies are creating really really slick interfaces it's like Donation technology
1: shouldn't be so archaic. I couldn't agree with you more. And and you know the the thing that the, the opportunity that's being missed is that potential donors are being lost because they're used, The bar has been raised significantly by you know. Facebook and Google and Amazon and everyone else. Like we have an expectation of how we should be interacting with an organization. And it's only the super, super hardcore people like me, where I had already committed to my friend, I would give her $50, would I ever sit and do that four times? Never, 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 never would I have done that otherwise. I would simply, even if I wanted to, I know it would have happened. I would have said, you know what, I'll I'll come back and I'll do this later. I, I'll do this later. And then later never comes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it just doesn't. So that's what, and that's what the numbers are showing. Like in the industry, you're looking at somewhere between like six to seven. About six out of seven donors that click on the donate button, which is the hard part. You know, getting into your site, clicking on the donate button, that's the hard part. Then they abandon it. Right. Six out of seven. And you know, it's it's not rocket science to figure out why. Go go, donate. I mean, on more than one occasion, just for fun, it's almost like a party trick. <laughs> hand some of my credit cards and I'll say, you know, here, why don't you donate? You know, pick pick any charity. Ten dollars on me. Go ahead and donate. I've never had anyone complete it. I'm not saying they couldn't or whatever, but they're just kinda like they get started and they're like, ah, eh, yeah, okay, I get your point. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you could add ten dollars for your charity. It's like it's like, no, nah, it's okay, I get it, you know. Um we you know, if you use Apple Pay with us, you can literally donate in three clicks. Hmm you should be able to get a text on your phone from your favorite charity saying, you know, crisis, this, this, that, or the other thing. While you're standing in line for your latte, donate before you hear your name, you know, and be done with it.
0: Right. The experience is so important.
1: It really is. And, And if it's good experience, they'll come back. Exactly. You know, if it's not a good experience, they may have the intention of coming back but there's something that subconscious kind of like it's a task it's it's going to be a burden it's like uh okay i'll do it maybe tomorrow later you know um, so we you know we use gamification kind of things we're trying to make it a, a nice experience
0: mm-hmm. and so you mentioned uh you know smart donation widget i want to emphasize the smart um element of that phrase um, sure. In terms of the artificial intelligence, you know, I, a lot mm-hmm. of uh, folks in the nonprofit world may not understand, uh, you know, how artificial intelligence helps them, you know, in terms of the donation process, sure, sure. how that helps. Can you explain that a little bit?
1: Um, yeah, sure, absolutely. So, for example, I uh, I live in Brooklyn. I have an iPhone 10, I think, ten, whatever the later one is. I have an iPhone 10. My mom, I grew up in Appalachia, my mom's there in the laptop, right? So when I go to donate, it's looking at how much do donors who use iPhones in Brooklyn, typically donate on this charity? Uh, so let me back up for a minute. So what happens is our our AI kicks in after a hundred transactions have happened. And then it starts looking for patterns. Mm. I'm going to give you an example of typical, what could be a typical pattern. It's like, oh, we noticed that, you know, people who are in this you know, area of Brooklyn with iPhones uh, a week before Christmas tend to give a lot. So we should ask for a little bit more. And, you know, people who um, are in a rural situation on a laptop and at three in the afternoon on a Sunday afternoon tend to give less. So we'll ask for less. Why does that matter? Because it, it goes, it's obvious why it matters to the nonprofit, right? You know, if uh, if you're not asking for a not enough, you're going to miss out. So, for example, if it's three in the morning and I'm having a glass of wine, listening to Sir McLaughlin's in the Arms of an Angel, with my dog sitting next to me, I'm probably not going to give you. I'm not out there to give you five dollars. You're probably going to get a good hundred fifty dollars out of me. All right. But if you're asking for ten, twenty five, and thirty, I might give you sixty. I might double it, but I'm not going to give you four times, five times what you asked. Right. At the same time, I kind of would have, and there's kind of part of me that kind of wants to really make an impact and give you the more money, but the other part, the, the rational brain kicks in and starts saying, don't be ridiculous, you know, just give them twice what they're asking. Conversely, if my mom once thinks she's, you know, she's moved by something, she wants to give $20, and she goes on and looking for 50 100 200 she's going to feel like, well, my $20 don't not going to really matter. And she might give it that time, but she's not going to come back. You know, people want to feel like I did something. It matters. That's why people were giving me pasta and blankets and candles because they want they wanted to know that tonight somebody in the Rockaways would have a blanket that they wouldn't have if they didn't hand it to me. And they knew that I would hand it to them. That's what's so important. So you have to trust the widget. You have to know that I'm giving, I'm being asked for the right ask. Mm-hmm. It's super important. How do you do that? The problem is like. It's not just different people, it's different times of day. And and even with the same person, I you know, statistics show that people are more generous around the holidays. They're less generous when the bill comes in January. It's common sense, right? It's like we're not monolithic people. And nor are the donor neither is the donor base. So we use artificial intelligence to figure that out. And we collect things the obvious things like what kind of browser are they on, what kind of device are they, on? what time of day, where are they located? And we look for patterns. And it, what it does is adjust how much we ask. Uh, and and uh, since eighty percent of donors click on one of the suggested amounts, then those amounts really matter.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. Um, to me, a game changer besides artificial intelligence uh, piece is the just the whole management system. And you know, when I have the demo of Fundraise Up, and you obviously walked me through it. The one thing, you know, me being a marketer by trade, that I was really excited about is the ability for a nonprofit to, or whoever's using FundraiseUp, to see the conversion rates or the conversion tracking and the A/B testing yeah. of, you know, different widget copy and whatnot. Sure. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the the different ways that nonprofits can actually deploy the technology beyond just the donation piece?
1: Sure. So one day I wanted. Make sure people realize too is that we don't replace their donor management systems. So, uh, for example, uh, we don't do event ticketing or um, anything external to the online donation process. It's all we do. So we ex- all our data is exportable to those systems, but we so we're not there to replace them. So that means they don't have to engage in some major internal process exchanges in order to use us, right? But going back to what you're talking about the so typically what you have on a, a nonprofit's website is you have a donate page and you go there and you fill out a form what we offer is uh, you can have many widgets and what do I mean by that it's what I mean is that you click on a button and it immediately pops up and there's an image there that you why am I there um, so it's not like going, like I said before, going out the street and going to Good Joe, to donate to somebody else. The widgets, the images is there, the description there, the call to action is there. And then you, you do the whole process takes place right there. Even PayPal takes place inside that space. We've negotiated deal with PayPal where we process everything internally. We don't redirect to PayPal. It's super important. Um, that information then is we keep track of it. How many people clicked on it? How many people then completed the donation process? So the numbers that we have seen is we have about 32, 33% conversion rate, which is high. Um, yeah, the industry standard, somewhere between seven to 15. And, uh, yeah, so we're in that range. So, uh, what's great about, and what you're talking about is like, so you can create a widget that's specific for monthly, a widget that is about a specific campaign. You could try a widget that uh, talks about, um, like you said, you can change up the language and change up the color, change the change the, the color of the button. You can, you can try all of this stuff and you can watch the conversion rate change See what is the impact of that change that you just did, for example, right? Uh, one of our clients, Child Mind Institute, just did a 30-day campaign where they had a different celebrity every day. Um, and it was basically talking about how when these celebrities were young or even even now, but particularly when they were young, because it's about young people's mental health, that, you know, look, I was, you know, I'm dyslexic. I was bulimic. I have suffered from depression. i suffered from anxiety. All those things that teenagers and young people, you know, think they're, they feel so isolated about. These celebrities were out there saying, look, I had that experience and look, I'm, you know, I made it. So, yeah, we have Sarah Silverman talking about. Her challenges, right? So, you what happens is you click on anything with regard to Sarah Silverman, it pops up. There, Sarah, her little description, and the widget's right there. You donate. You know why you're donating? And Sarah's inspired you. They did one for every single day of the of the month. That's part of their campaign. Uh, and our widget, like you can have it, um, we it, like a direct URL widget. So, what that allows you to do is you can post on Facebook or Twitter and. And even in the email signature, and when you click on it, it automatically redirects it to the nonprofit site and immediately opens up that specific widget. We have full Google Analytics, uh, Facebook Pixel, so you can track all of this data. Because um, it's really important for the nonprofits, especially the larger they are, to be able to track what's working, what's not working, what are people responding to, what message is, is, is resonating. Right. um and, and
0: And that's super important. Um, You know, just from a pure marketing perspective, the ability to, you know, track everything and to test different, you know, copy, you're you're really turning organizations into data driven organizations. And that's super important. It, It expands the capabilities that they have now, you know, now. Uh, mm-hmm. A small nonprofit doesn't necessarily need a whole marketing department to you know, A, B test and, and collect right, data right. and analyze that data. They have all that right. And fundraising. up. I think that's super important.
1: Well, you know, so, and, and it helps challenge assumptions. You know, I, I can't tell I you how many people I've talked to. It's like, well, we don't really have uh, very many online donate don- donors. I'm like, let's take a look at your donation process. <laughs> Chicken, meat, egg. <laughs> Yeah. You know, uh, there's a really, really, really good reason why you don't, um, and it doesn't have to be this. You know, th- that's the good news. Like it's, it's easy to switch. Right. You just don't have to torture yourself on this. Um, yeah.
0: So let's switch gears a little bit. Um, can we talk? Let's talk about some of the lessons that you've learned uh, building fundraisers up.
1: Some of the lessons learned. Uh well I mean one lesson I would say is that uh we saw problems. We were convinced that we could solve it and we weren't convinced that we could convince other people that we've solved it. Uh but what was really exciting is um when you go in and you're presenting it to somebody you can see in their face, they totally get like 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 oh my god, you're like solving like my five top pain points, you know, Mm uh, that's really exciting for me. Um, and, uh, learn to like really follow our gut as to, you know, we're donors ourselves, like follow that. What would we want? What experience do we want? Um, and also I think being focused, you know, uh, we originally had different ideas, you know, originally we thought about doing an app at the, at the starting point and realize like, no, then they've got to download the app. It's it's like a big, you know, trying to streamline the process for both the donor and the nonprofit and constantly uh, balancing that out, how to do that. You know, we learned a lot of lessons about that.
0: Are there any things that you would do differently? Let's say you had to start from scratch tomorrow and you had to rebuild fundraise up. Uh, where would you? What would you? Is there anything that you would do differently?
1: Uh, I would start with where we are now. <laughs> I mean, our, you know, our first version was very primitive, you know, and it had to evolve to this point. And I think that uh, I, honest to be honest with you, I think we did a good job because we. This is not our first time at the, you know playing this game of, of being entrepreneurs and also being in the, the, the giver space. You know, I, I would say that the, we made we learned major lessons building boomerang mm. life and we applied those here. So I think what it was an affirmation that, yeah, we got it. Like we, we, we learned our lesson and they were expensive lessons, you know, um, trying to bite off too more way too much, trying to, uh, I think that what we've done really successfully is that we figured out like what is the absolute bare minimum that has to have and, and I'm not talking about an MVP because that that those days are over like the minimal viable product where you know you put up this crappy half baked thing and people keep you think people are coming back that's not going to happen you get people once one time one time they don't come back you know so it had to be really really good we knew that So like what could we build really really good with what we've got, you know, and we did, and then it's like, okay, now what do we, but then the question becomes what's next. And that's a very lively debate on our team because there's a hundred things you want to do, but which one makes the most sense now, given the situation the stuff. So, you know, to get started, you know, I had to call up friends that have nonprofits and say, you love me, right? <laughs> Give me a shot. You know, we're asking people to allow us to process their money. That's a really big deal. Um, So I had some friends who had nonprofits. I explained them everything, and they gave us a shot, and we were able to show some really good numbers, and that allowed me then to go to to others and say, look, this is what we've done for these guys. This is what we can do for you. And that started to, you know, that's how you build it. Um, so to be honest with you, I... I honestly don't think so far there's anything I would have switched out that we we would do differently. Um, Yeah, I don't think so.
0: Well, that's a good thing. It just just shows that you're learning from your past and everything like that. Oh, God, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, because we're the same team, we're going to say, remember, we already already did this. Like, we already got burned. So when I'm like, oh, I want to do, you know, X, and it's like, let's, you know, let's make it. Why can't it make chocolate ice cream? And it's like, remember last time we tried to make, it make chocolate ice cream? And you know, yeah, okay, right, I get it. You know, uh, because you, you want to do everything, right? You're like, oh, and you can do this, can do that. You know, uh, so what we decided to do is, like, I would say our, you know, our, our competitors. I kind of put that in quotes because it's really uh, are much more broad. And hand, they're taking on the entire donor thing, right? Mm-hmm. For for the nonprofits, the ticketing and the and the peer to peer and the and we're going really, really, really deep. And uh, so we've decided to do deep online instead of broad donor.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that enables you to focus.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I'll be honest with you. So when we first when my my business partner called me up, like. I've solved it. It's not going to be an an app. It's going to be a widget. I'm like, "Are you crazy? A widget?" He's like, "Yeah, a widget." I'm like, check the the business on a widget?" A widget? And he's like, "Yes, yes, it makes perfect sense. It, it, no one has to download it. it. It exists on a nonprofit site." It took him took them a, a, two days to convince me that this was something that we should consider at all. And now I'm like, uh I guess if I had to, yeah, if I could go back and do something, I would have listened to him the first second he said it. it was like <laughs> he was spot on. I tortured him for two days going, I don't know. I don't know. Um, you know, I wish there was another word for widget because frankly, that doesn't sound very substantial. But it, what goes on behind the scenes is mind blowing.
0: Yeah, that's a powerful As step. you
1: saw, you, know, yep. as you saw it's like, um, it's really, really extensive.
0: You know, I hate to throw out buzzwords and whatnot, but it is a game changer. And I'm just going to flat out and say it <laughs> It really is.
1: I, you know, I, every entrepreneur thinks this, I know, but I honestly don't think there's anything else out there on the market. And trust me, I'm all over the market all the time looking. Uh, I think we, I think we solved. We've, we've taken it to another level. I'm confident of that. 100%. that Yeah. And our numbers are starting to show that, which is really such an affirmation, you know, cause sometimes you get so far deep into it as an entrepreneur, um, that when it's, when like we're starting to see some big numbers coming through, you know, uh, we have a single donation for $35,000 coming through on a widget. I'm like, wow, <laughs> you know, like that wasn't even in my mind that people would donate at that level, you know, um. It's it's kind of exciting. It was very exciting, actually. And you're like, oh, yeah, this is why we're doing this. Yeah. And then to see, you know, like a, like one of our water charities to tell me that we've got 30% more revenue than we expected. And I know what that translates into water for kids. That's $25 a kid. And I know what that means. You know, um, last year they did a, uh, a campaign for one week to raise uh, $50,000. This, this year, they set the goal at 75. They did 97. That's so amazing. In one week. So it's like, multiply that seventy that 20,000, how many more kids have water? Like, you know, that's that makes you want to get up in the morning and do it.
0: Absolutely. That's you know? so amazing. It's crazy.
1: It's like, and I, you know, I know what it's like to take something and go and deliver it and try to coordinate it and make an impact and how in insanely difficult the logistics are it's like a have done it, you know so but like how could we possibly make an impact in the world on a larger scale and the way to do that is to empower the people that are on the ground doing exactly that you know get them more resources because the resources are there people want to give they do
0: what are you the most proud of um you know to this point
1: uh, with fundraise up I I am I am very proud of the impact of what we do. Like I don't feel I don't have to get up in the morning and justify. And I'm this is not a I'm not disparaging any other any other business or anything like that. But like I don't have to say to myself, well, yes, but at least we do this. There's none of that, you know. And that that's not so much about being proud. That's really more just like. God, am I grateful that <laughs> I'm able to do that. The proud part I would say is I'm really, really proud of what my team has built. They built it. I'm not a programmer. Um, what they have built, I'm very proud to put out there. And uh, like I said, you know, I've had a design firm for 20 years. So I'm. you can ask my team and my design team how particular I am about what goes out with our name on it. It's really important to me because... Um, it's a reflection on us. You know, it's like, it's a reflection of who you think you are. You know, if if you're willing to put out garbage, then that's, you know, makes a comment about what you think about yourself. And for me, um, it's really important. I would rather lose, and I have lost money on things, uh, over the years in the design firm, to make sure that, that what went out the door was good mm-hmm. rather than profitable. And that may not be the best business practice, but that's just how I am, and you know we've had lively debates inside the um in fundraise up too, because we're a startup we have limited resources, you know, so you know Peter Perfect needs to like take a back seat every now and then, and uh <laughs> and I've learned to let him sit there, but it's really for stuff that doesn't honestly doesn't really matter um little little minutiae stuff and and our early clients were have been so supportive and great and, and, uh, have grown with us and it's been really exciting.
0: So where does fundraising go from here? Is there anything coming down the pipeline that you can share?
1: Sure. Oh my God. There's so much coming down the pipeline, but the thing that I'm super excited about, cause I'm a polyglot. So I'm all about the internationalization. So what we're doing is, um, we're doing a two-tier internationalization. The first part is pretty quick. there's allowed international donors to donate in their own currency, but then it will hit the bank, the, the U.S. bank in dollars. You know, um, that may not sound like a big deal, but it's disorienting for a donor if they're in Germany and they're giving 50 euros, and then you know they get a charge on their card for you know this. It shows um, if they're if they're giving they want to give in euros, they, that's what they should give in, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, but it has to be translated into into the bank into dollars. Fine. The next level, which is a much bigger level, and so what I'm particularly excited about is when the donor is giving in in euros in Germany, and the entire widgets in German, the experiences in German, the the tax papers, you know, the tax receipts are in German. The local payment options are what would be used in Germany. You know, we want to make sure we maintain our philosophy that it's about the donor, donor, donor. Mm -hmm. Um, So that means as we onboard a country, we don't just localize the language. We are also um, localizing the payment options and the currency and the banks and also to for that that money to be allowed to be deposited into a German bank, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, These are this is a very complex thing but it's super important for the really large uh non-profits bec- for all of them ma- for all the accounting reasons you can imagine like uh to be able to manage how much is being raised in germany and you know german had germany has different laws you know we had to become compliant recently with all of the new uh, european standards um, and we are um, like this enormous amount of minutiae that goes into it but the payoff is is an increase in in conversion, you know? I mean, how many Americans would go on to a foreign website and donate money in a foreign currency? I can tell you very few. (laughs) I mean, we expect everyone else to do it for us, and and to the degree they do. But think of how much more more willing are you willing to run your credit card when you feel confident that it's, you know – it's written in your language and you have the tax receipts relevant to you. And it's, Oh, by the way, it's a local, you know, uh, it's a, it's a payment option that you're, that you already have on your phone because you love them, you know? Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, it is. And I'm super excited about it.
0: (laughs) All right, Peter, last question for you. Uh, so where can people learn more about yourself as well as fundraise up?
1: Sure. So, um, well, FundraiseUp is FundraiseUp.com. Yay, we got a (laughs) good URL. (laughs) That's always a big big deal. (laughs) It's a really big deal. Oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, FundraiseUp.com. It's fund with a D, FundraiseUp.com. And, uh, you know, I'm on there. (laughs) You can check me out there. Uh, There's a link to my LinkedIn if you're interested. Uh, Yeah, that's it. I don't have an Instagram account. Just my dog does that I don't. <laughs> <not> like everyone's <laughs> he's dog. He's the mascot. Has a now. <laughs> yeah, he's the mascot of the company. So you know. There you,
0: there you go. Yeah. You should turn him it, into it, a, a logo and put him on the website.
1: Well, he is part of our marketing materials, and uh, his name is Diego, and he's Diego the digital donor. You know. <laughs> and uh, he's a toy schnauzer who doesn't play. I mean, he plays, but you know what I mean.
0: All right, Peter, uh, thank you so much for joining me. I had a blast. And I know- Thank you, Jeremy. Do really, really big things. I'm excited to see the progress.
1: I really appreciate the opportunity to talk about it and all the great stuff that you do. Absolutely, my pleasure.
0: Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Changemaker Forum podcast. I hope you got a lot of value out of this episode. If you did, it would be amazing if you shared it on your favorite social network, whether that's LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, or something else. So with that being said, stay tuned for the next episode.